0: This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. So it was way back in, I think, 2008, uh, when at our previous church, Shiloh Covenant Church in Windsor, California, there in Sonoma County, a couple in our church, they were sharing with me uh, that they had a daughter and that their daughter and her husband were missionaries in Mexico. And uh, the more I more I heard uh, Peter and Barbara tell me about the ministry of their daughter and son-in-law, I was just intrigued. And they said that next time their daughter came up, would it be all right if she came to church? I said, absolutely. We want everybody to come to church. But no, no, they said, share with us at church. I said, Great. We want to hear from them. And that's when I first met uh, Mary Johansson uh, from Nana's house in Topeka, Mexico. It's a ministry of La Fuente Church. And uh, it was wonderful. We hit it off right away and we started a relationship that continues to this day in prayer and support of that ministry. And then I get to meet her husband, Dwight, who is the lead pastor there at uh, La Fuente. And they have a dynamic ministry in Mexico of pursuing Christ and His priorities in the world. In fact, our church has sent team down to Nana's house. We'll be sending another team next year. Uh, we support them. They have a dynamic, uh, Spirit-led ministry that is changing lives. I mean, it is wonderful. And guess what? They are here with us this morning. So Dwight and Mary Jo, come on up. We can hear it for them. We are so grateful for you, for your ministry, that we are partners with you, and that we are learning from you about what it means to pursue Christ And his priorities in the world. So we've asked Mary Jo to give us an update on the ministry of Nana's house. And then I've asked Dwight just to bring an encouraging word for us this morning. So Mary Jo, would you share with us what's happening in Nana's house?
1: First, I would just want to thank you guys so much for your love and support, for sending the team down. It was awesome having the team down. They were able to spend time with the children, give them hugs, encourage them. These are fatherless children, motherless children. And so just having a team come down and show their love and and just the hugs, you know, it, it, it ministers that to them. Immensely. It's wonderful. And then the team gotta go see crocodiles and, and all, all the fun stuff afterwards. Anyway, we, uh, started Nana's house seven years ago. Uh, I love children. Seeing it was Ryan and Eva, right, who were up here. I love children. I passionately love children. But for me, my calling came when God showed me we need to rescue children from the streets of Topeka Nayarit. We started the church, uh, 17, 18 years ago and children started coming. And we had a group of children that would stand up front. Every service, all our children are standing up front because we truly believe that the priority is the children because they're our future, right? And so we had a young girl come up with about uh, 12, 15 boys, and she was the leader of the pack. And her name is Irene, Irene. And uh, she would give one look to those boys when they were misbehaving, and they would they would get right in line. And these children lived in a very very difficult neighborhood lots of drugs lots of uh drug runners narcos right and uh, this little girl was in Walmart and a grenade was thrown and she had to duck for cover and we knew we got to get this girl off the street and i was praying lord please send her to nana's house and she ended up being sent to child protective services because she was beaten up by her brother she had the, her brother grabbed her head stuck it in water and 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 wanted her to deliver drugs and she she wouldn't, and she arrived at Child Protective Services completely bruised. Irene is 15 years old. She's in high school. I have seven girls in high school. Many of those girls came to us when they were little. I have two girls that are in an honor system in a special high school for the advanced... Um, for smart people. I can't even say it right. For the smart people, right? (laughs) These girls are going to be doctors. These girls are going to be lawyers. They're going to help me raise, uh, raise up and rescue more children. There are so many children on the street. I have children that were, uh, trafficked, that were sold into prostitution. I have children that, uh, were violently, violently abused that were, I'm sorry, but they, they were raped and, and they try, have tried to commit suicide. They came to us. They have a life. They have a future because a child without a an education, a child without hugs and loves, and someone saying, you can do it. You can make it. Uh, you know, it is an intense 24-7 ministry, and that's what Christianity really is. It's like, we should need to wear a helmet. We should be so excited about Jesus and the things that Jesus can do that can take the foolish things of the world, like me, and and say, rescue these children. Give them a future, and God has chosen me. The foolish thing of the world and said go, go and do it. And this is what we are doing. And it is exciting because following Jesus is so Out of this world, exciting. And and I just hope you guys feel that. I hope you guys feel like you should wear a helmet to church because God is going to come down and just grab your heart. And anyway, in Nana's house, lives are being changed. They're being saved. They're being healed. And we are going to have a future of pastors and ministers and doctors and lawyers because we have linked hands with you guys, and you guys have made this possible. God bless you guys.
2: And, uh, we want to thank you, and we want to thank you, Pastor. And you guys have been such a blessing to us. Uh, you guys sent a lot of support to Nana's house. Thank you so much for giving, and and uh, just know that you're taking care of wonderful children. Anyway, uh, I want to teach you something real quick about Mexico. When when I say a long time ago, like like I'm going to say in 1998,
1: then you you go whoo.
2: Okay, so in 1998, and then I say there were even coyotes back then, because you sound like a coyote, you know, and you, okay, anyway, but um, we went to Mexico in 1998, and uh, <laughs> there were coyotes back then, <laughs> and uh we, 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 we really had prepared a lot. You know, we talked about missions and got ready to go on the mission field and you know, you, you work and yet we, we still didn't learn Spanish, but we, we really, really theorized and planned. And, and then when we got down there, uh, it was like, okay, I'm a missionary. And, And then what, what in the world does a missionary do? And that, that that's what I want to tell you today. What, what's the mission of the missionary? I did everything, folks. I was a clown. I still am a clown. But I was a professional clown. I, when we went to Mexico in 1998 with the Coyo... Yeah, you don't have to do it every time. Anyway... uh <clears throat> We, we, we pulled a clown trailer with puppets and, you know, I mean, it was crazy. We've done medical outreaches. I have no medical background on it. I've done dental outreaches. I mean, they taught me how to pull teeth. I pulled hundreds of teeth in people. I that's creepy, I'm telling you, man. I, you know, I went to the doctor afterwards. It was like vengeance. For you know the pain, incredible. But uh, uh, let me see, we've done uh, all kinds of construction, built buildings, and and uh, got land, and started things, and and we've done um, dramas, horrible dramas. Boy, I mean, I don't know. You know, we were just crazy dramas and, and uh, you know, a mime, a mime is a horrible thing to waste. I've done that. I've, I've done uh, preaching in the streets and, and, you know, we've gone house to house, given Bibles to everyone, given out food, servant evangelism, help people here, help people there. And one time I turned around and I thought, what's, what's the mission? I mean, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> And if you really think about it, what what is the mission of a missionary? Uh, what What is it? You know, I, I, I know this. Jesus declared his mission. And he said it very clearly. And in, in fact, in Spanish, when they use the future tense, it's more of a declaration, you know. And so he said in Matthew 16, verse 18, he said, And you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will build my church. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus' whole thing, his whole thing, is to try to get two or three gathered together in his name. And it's not just going and making converts and preaching at people and telling them, you know, uh, we're against the gays or we're for this or we're against that. It's trying to get you to love you. (laughs) It's that simple. As someone here this morning, I, I need to hear some Coyotes or coyote—how do you say it in Spanish? English, anyway. uh, I got sick of losing the harvest. You work, and people get saved, and and then you never see them again. Am I the only one? You know, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit of a participatory preacher. You need to say yes, amen or something or just you know you can shout at me that's okay you don't say say predica lo guero that means preach it white guy um, you can say whatever you want but kind of got to get into it you know but um, <clears throat> Jesus wants two or more gathered together in his name there he is in the midst of them you know there's this pattern in the bible that that's really incredible right when when moses was in the wilderness he went up and god said make a tabernacle or a, a, a you know a portable house for a, a temple portable temple and and um, do it exactly the way i tell you so moses goes they raise offerings they do all this stuff and they build this temple this portable temple called the tabernacle and then it says that the glory of the lord filled it to the point where the priest couldn't even go in, right? And then Solomon, uh, David's son, David wanted to build a house for the Lord. And the Lord said, no, I, you know, I haven't, dw- I dwell in a tent. And, but, but he said, your son will raise up. And so Solomon built one of the ancient wonders of the world, the temple of Solomon, incredible place. And then it says that the, when he dedicated the temple, Solomon did, it says that the glory of the Lord filled the temple uh, so much that the priests couldn't even go in, right? And then in Habakkuk, it says in the, it, that the glory of the Lord will fill the earth like the waters cover the sea. And then in Acts chapter two, after Jesus came, did everything the way the Father told him. It says that the Spirit of God filled the place, and that 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 um, each one was filled. Everyone was filled with the Spirit of God. See, the glory came down again, but this time it didn't leave. And and wherever, anywhere in the world, in Alaska, in Mexico, in Africa, and wherever we're at, or two or more gather in his name, that same presence, that same glory comes and fills the place. So listen to me very carefully. Tug your ear just a little bit so you don't miss what I'm going to tell you. They're very important. You're not obeying me. Thank you. So, okay. So listen. If you want to see Jesus, go to church. Thank you for that. Amen. That was a good amen. I'm I'm, I'm feeling it now. Okay. If you want the world to see Jesus, plant a church. Now, everything we do flows out of the church. Isaiah 2.2 says that in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief mountain. And that all the nations will go to it. And then it says, and out of that, out of Zion will flow the law. Everything flows out of the temple, out of the presence of God. To, you, you, let, me, let me get real deep, okay? You guys like deep things, okay? This is really important. Guy meets girl, they get married and have babies. Right? Jesus said in this, my, my Father is greatly glorified that you have much fruit. So, you know, be fruitful and multiply, folks. Amen. Yeah. A good, good Catholic birth for you. Huh? Yeah. Have a lot of babies, right? But, but really what I'm saying is, you know, out of our love for one another, children come. Uh, you're like, where'd this thing come from? Well, you and mom, you know, <laughs> right? Where did you come from? I, my son is huge, beard, long beard, you know. He's like, where did you come? I used to hold him in my arms. and Now he can like lift me up with one hand. And, uh but where did you come from? Well, he, you know, we love each other. And when we love each other, there's fruit. You ever see a tree all stressed out because it just doesn't have any fruit? just like, uh, just nothing, <laughs> I'm empty, all right? Christians are all freaked out. All you got to do is love each other. There'll be fruit, all right? Abide in me and you will bear much fruit, right? So it's just, it's a natural flow. It flows out of the house. So what happens is we get together and we go down to Mexico. We finally get a clue. This is the mission. We need to plant a church and we go and we start fighting some of the greatest spiritual battles you can imagine. So the minute we start trying to plant a church, all hell breaks loose. And I'll tell you, I've had some things happen, oh my goodness. We we went to this one town and it had, it had no church, 500-year-old town, founded by, you know, Jesuit missionaries back from Spain, literally just ancient place, no Christian church ever. Right, and we we go and we start trying to preach the gospel, and I was doing pretty good. You know, I I was pretty pretty proud of myself. Within about three months, I had about thirty young people meeting in a Catholic girls' home. And I was like, yeah, I'm the man. You know, the great white missionary. Yeah. And um, and one day I got up, and 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 I had this burning in my stomach, and and I. Uh, I had to drive an hour and a half. It's a, it's a drug infested, drug trafficking area, really rough area. I get up there, I go to the church, the house, this girl's house, where we we're going to have church. And there's three people there, and I said, well, "What happened?" And she said, "She said, well, the priest preached against you, said you're a cult, and he said we we shouldn't go to you know your meetings." And in fact, he, he would you please never come back to my house? <laughs> so I lost the church in one day. And when I got home, I had, I didn't realize, but I had typhoid. So I, my health was wiped out in one day. And then I get a, a call from the main church that supported me. And they, they had some problems and they said, you know, we're probably going to have to stop sending you money. One day, I felt like Job, <laughs> right? In one day. And, and, and I went and I, I just, I mean, it was so discouraging, but in that time we had to travel, I got better, I got healthy again. And, and we, we had to travel and we were on this trip and a man came up to me. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but he came up to me and he said, I had a vision of you. And I went, Ooh, back off. dude. (laughs) Don't want no visions from you. Right. But he said, I had this vision of you that you ran against a dragon with a spear and you threw it at the spear. At the li- dry, dra- dragon, threw the spear at the dragon. And and the dragon turned around and went, and just burned you up. Well, thank you. Appreciate the encouragement, right? Boy, that was great. And it burned you up. And I said, well, okay. And he said, no, 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 that's not all. He said, then I saw you coming back and you had an army with you. And you guys killed the dragon and it hit me two or more. I can't be the great white missionary. I can't make it on my own. Right. And so I just started, this was my strategy. I got everybody, anybody that could breathe. Right. But everybody breathing, say amen. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even people like you, you just like, get, get in the truck. What? We're going up to the mission church. <laughs> I just threw everybody, every, everything in the kitchen sink, get in the car, you know. <clears throat> and with that, we started that church. This church, I'm telling you, they have black beetles in this town that pee on you. They, they actually don't, they, they, they it's actually, I, I guess it's an acid that is, that comes out of their joints and their, in their legs. But it, it's an acid and it gets on you and it causes a blister. And then when the blister pops, it causes another blister. And I would come home after preaching, I'd have a line of blisters on my neck. <laughs> you know, girls, they'd come in those moo moo dresses, you know, in New Mexico, and these blister these things would fly right through and just leave blisters around. It's just horrible. I, I came into town one time, I saw that I saw the bridge black with these things. And they're stink bugs too. And we just rolled over. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Just I share that with you. But that town. Today has a great church planted. Right? So we have literally 20 churches now. La Fuente churches, which means the fountain. And we believe that the church is the fountain. It's, it's out of the church. So, you know, what I'm telling you today, this is pretty simple stuff. If you can just love that one over there. I mean, you're sitting over here because you're like, I can't stand him over there. <laughs> if you, if you can just love one another, you, you do what Jesus wants. A lot of people run, they're like, I don't, I don't like all these stupid Christians. I'm going to go preach the gospel. It's like that. You're not helping. You're hindering. Right? And Jesus wants us to love one another. I mean, basically Christianity 101. Love one another. One old commandment I give you. One commandment I give you. Love one another. Jesus just wants us to love one another. If you can love one, you can love two. If you can love two, you can love everyone. Right? So it's just literally your your projects right here. You don't even have to go to Mexico or Africa or somewhere. Your projects right here. Love the person right next to you. I had this guy. Oh, I mean, he was like, it was like he was sent by the devil to torture me. You ever have anybody like that? The fly in the soup you know, in the oil. They just, and this guy, oh, he drove me nuts. And I, I was praying. And the Lord said to me, if you can love him, you can love others. And so I said, yeah, okay, I love him. Fine. I love him. I love him. Don't kill him, Lord. You know, it was like, and, and he, he said, no, um, do something for him. So I went and bought him a Snickers bar. Right? And just left it on his bed and he just ate it real quick and then I bought him another one. And you, you love his action, right? So here's what I want to ask you before I end tomorrow, this morning. Just real quickly want to ask you something. If, if you'll be willing to sign on the dotted line, lay your life down for what Jesus laid his life down for. And, uh, Jesus said, in, in Ephesians it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and laid his life down for. Right? So I'm going to ask you to not, not, not to just, you know, get food for the food bank or, 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 or send money or, or I'm asking, I'm going to ask you one thing, lay your life down to make this the greatest, most awesome church in the world. No, not too hard. <laughs> just everything, right? And, uh, Jesus is always building his house said I will build my church that's what he's doing some of you get up in the morning and you go out to build something well he gets up every single day says I'm going to build my church I'm going to just try to get you to love you and if you just do that if you truly do that you see a need meet the need you see a way you can help help you see a place you can serve. We've got this thing, man. If you're not serving in church, you're probably not going to last. And and we got so many things in life that we give all our priority to, right? We got sports and school and and shopping. Amen, hermana. Oh, that's amen, a, a sister. Right? You know, shoe shopping. Right? Well, I don't know what you're into, but we got all this list of the hunting. You know. I won't be in pastor for the next seven weeks, I'm gonna go hunting. Well, hold on. What's the priority here? Right? And let's let's literally say, you know what, number one priority is his house. You see, why does it go bad for me? Because Jesus says in 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 in, in, in Haggai, he says, because my house is in ruins while well, you dwell in your panel houses. Go and get things and build the house of God. Amen. i come a long way to tell you this simple thing. I want to ask you to just stand with me really quickly. Just stand up, please. The way Jesus builds His house is people. You are living stones being built together into a holy temple in the Lord. And so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to get radical this morning. Take someone's hand. Take someone's hand, please. Just in, in all this place. This is number one priority. It's more important than anything I could tell you. It's more important about going to all the world. It's it's go to all the world and make disciples, right? We got to get both parts down. So the person you're holding hands with is the most valuable person. They got up. It was maybe even dark out. It's raining. And they wobbled their way to church. I don't know if you walked, if you ran, if you drove. they, They got up. They sacrificed. They got here because they know this is number one. Amen. This is number one. This person I'm holding hands with, number one top priority, more important than anything else. And let me pray for you. Let me pray for Community Covenant Church right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for this wonderful congregation. Thank you for the great things you're doing in the earth. Thank you for Alaska. And thank you for calling people to meet together in your name and to let your glory fill this place. I pray that every need would be met, that the the, the the work of God would be accomplished here, that the church would be established and strengthened. Bless our pastors here. Bless all the staff, Lord. Strengthen every person involved. Cause this church to grow. Cause people to be saved and transformed in this place. Give us fruit, Father, as we love one another. Thank you in Jesus' name for this wonderful opportunity to be together. Amen. Amen. God bless you.